Welcome to the North Lakes Podcast. I'm today's host, Jeremy Oswald. Today, registered dietitian Rebecca Crum Johnson returns to talk about sugar addiction. Rebecca provides guidance on diets and lifestyles so that people are empowered to take control of their wellness through healthy adjustments at home. You can learn more about her and what she does at our website, nlccwi.org. Let's hear what she has to say about sugar addiction. This is going to be sweet. Uh, back again. How are you? I'm good, Jeremy. How are you? I'm go- I'm good. It's good to see you again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's been going on? Getting busier here at North Lakes, doing more stuff, trying not to fall on the ice. Yeah, right. That's my main goal each day right now, I, not to fall down. I walk like a penguin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But uh, I wanted to talk to you today about, and I wasn't sure how to phrase this. I think we talked a little bit, like it started out like food addiction, but uh, I think it's more specifically we want to talk about sugar addiction. Yeah. So we kind of, we talked about just narrowing it to that because food addiction's a much broader subject. So just talking about sugar and you had a question about, is there a better way to phrase it? I think, you know, sugar addiction or something more boring, like just eating too much sugar. <laughs> Sucrose enhanced yeah, right. <laughs> foods. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just which it isn't just sucrose. It's like all of the different sugars that can be involved. That's what I get for opening my mouth. <laughs> Um, well, great. So um, sugar addiction, I'm, I'm kind of completely in the dark about this. I mean, how are people addicted to sugar and why is it bad? So we're just really starting to study um, what we would call sugar addiction, particularly in people. There's been a lot of animal studies that we learn from, but doesn't necessarily, you know, transfer to humans. Um, so the, there's still some question of sugar is a true addiction or if it's behavioral. Um, I have a feeling it's going to come out a little bit of both. Um, And when we talk about addictions, you know, you know, when we're looking at drug addiction and alcohol addiction, a lot of it has to do with the increased dopamine that addictive things do. And sugar increases your dopamine. Which I think I've Got a couple other podcasts under my belt about this. Dopamine's kind of like it's a pleasure center. It's like it gives you gives you pleasure. Right. So you're always kind of seeking that out. So you seek it out. You get used to it. And it's like, okay, then that dopamine goes down. It's like, I need more. And so, and where the behavioral part can come in is like for any of us, whether it's food or brushing your teeth or whatever, it's like, what did you learn at home? And so if you are raised in a situation where sugar is like a very big part of your diet, that can be partially behavioral. I'm used to having this substance or it can be you've become somewhat addicted to it. And it's everywhere. Everywhere. And so, you know, we don't want to just think of um, sugar as where we grab the you know, sugar off the table and spoon it on our cereal. You know, we're talking about what's in food. So the, basically, the more processed your diet is, the more sugar you're going to get. So if we're looking at our, in the United States, where we, the majority of our sugar comes is from what we're drinking. So about 47% of all added sugars in the American diet is coming from, um, you know, sodas, fruit drinks, energy drinks, 
and you know and more and more coffee and tea drinks you know because some of these um, coffee drinks are basically coffee milkshakes like a caramel mocha yeah right just like (laughs) yeah it's they're really high in sugar Mm -hmm. so you know when i'm talking to people about sugar just empty calories that's the first thing i always say what are you drinking um because it's a very efficient way to get a lot of sugar (laughs) so and it and is that um and that that's kind of the like people that they're addicted to that. Like the, it's like I need my coffee, but it's like it has this in it or. Mm-hmm. Hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And so let's say you're starting your day off of hitting the coffee shop and you're getting like a mocha latte, whatever. You know, there's so many different drinks and then you're grabbing a donut or a scone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you're starting your day with this big sugar rush. What well, So. I here's a softball. Why is that bad? Like what's like so so what? <laughs> so okay. you want to look at it at a few, a few different ways. Is um, totally empty calories. You know, it's that that trade off of you're getting these calories and getting very little nutrition. So it's giving you kind of a little bit of boost, but compared to like let's say like a handful of a handful of peanuts or peanut right. butter or, or if you had like, like a little, there's something that's going to last a little bit longer for you. Right. Or let's say you had like the same calories and eggs and fruit for breakfast and a whole grain piece of toast, you know, that's going to give you, <clears throat> you know, good nutrition um, in the same time as giving you those same amount of calories. So that, and it's probably going to be even less, it's probably going to be less calories even if you ate that amount of food. So um, that's part of it. And then we're finding more and more, that high sugar diets lead to more chronic diseases. So we're looking at even things like liver disease, kidney disease, cardiovascular disease, diabetes. You know, I think we think of diabetes right away when we hear sugar, excuse me, but um, we're really identifying it with all these other chronic diseases. And actually the one I kind of personally find really interesting is the cardiovascular disease because we've been told fat, 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 (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. is what um, affects it. But now that they're doing more research, they're saying these really high sugar diets are causing a lot of inflammation. And that's one of the reasons we get heart disease. Oh, good. (laughs) I don't mean no good. I I mean, just another another thing. Not something. Yeah, I guess you're right. I was like diabetes would what I go to. But like. Yeah, the heart that's more like not taking care of yourself. Right. Yeah. It's just like so we're you know, just everything I mentioned is most of our major organs, you know. It even um too much sugar can kind of affect how good your skin looks. Not exactly acne, but just you know, how good our skin is looking. And what about I mean, you know, I've done it like maybe you you know, you kinda like you have that rush. And then you're kind of coming down. I mean, it's not good for your head either. Like, you know, it's not like, I mean, that's because then you're kind of down in the dumps. and Right. You know, you're having, you know, kind of that, you know, up and down, you know, kind of like the stock market <laughs> going up and down. And, you know, if you think of that line, it's like it's like the sugar rush and then the crash. And then, you know, and then when we're talking about the dopamine thing is you want to keep that going. You know, it doesn't like. To feel good. No, no. You know, yeah. I mean, but everybody likes that. Exp- like, this makes me feel good, so that's why I'm going to do it. Yeah. But what's interesting, you know, when I talk to people, I actually just talked to somebody today 
um, who she's made a huge effort to really take sugar out of her diet. And now when she does it and has like, you know, just a piece of cake, it's a birthday party, she has something, it doesn't make her feel very good. Mm-hmm. You know, so she finds that it really makes a difference now that she's gotten away from it. And she's been doing this for almost a year. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not just, you know, a month ago, but she's finding, gosh, what did I get out of this? Right. right. <laughs> you know, so. So how does somebody, how would you, how do people maybe typically get into like, you know, a, a sugar infested diet? I just made that up. <laughs> but like. Sugar infestation. Yes. Infe- yeah, yeah. Infestation. Um, again, there's like a very different ways. Like I, um. I have a particular friend I can think of, and she said growing up, they had dessert after every meal, including mm-hmm. breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it was like you had breakfast and you had a couple cookies. And, you know, and, and dessert was always a part of the meal. So, you know, so you can have that, mm-hmm. you know, that it's just incorporated. And she grew up in an era where we didn't have so many sugary beverages. You know, hers was more like the baked good stuff. Um, but now... Um, I, I'm going to pick on sugary beverages a lot. Yeah, no, that, that okay. <laughs> you know, because they, you know, um, you know, I, because like when I walk into Quick Trip, I kind of want to have a heart attack. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's just like this whole wall of sugary beverages. Well, they you know. know what people want. I know, and I'm not blaming Quick Trip. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. you see it in the grocery store, it's just that it's so like really visual there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they also offer, I don't want to get sued by Quick Trip. Yeah. <laughs> they right. offer alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's there's so much. And then, you know, advertising that, you know, Mountain Dew is cool and you need energy drinks. You know, you have to have Gatorade if you do any activity. You know, it's... That, see, that's that, like, I was going to, I don't know if you want, like, but that's what I wondered. Like, hey, I just played soccer. I'm going to have a Gatorade. I deserve it, right? Right, Because I right. need to get, like, whatever back in. <laughs> yeah. And if you just had water and an orange, you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, you know, where you, to hydrate, you need water. And then if, and if you, you have to work really, really hard to need electrolytes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you just, it's got to be like really hot. You've really sweat. You've really killed it, you know. And so we've been really, we, like I said, with advertisements and peer pressure, that's been really pushed into our consciousness. Got it. Um, so what? So then, what does how how are you able to help people? I mean, they there are. Do, well, do they? I'll back up just a mm-hmm. little bit. When would somebody, I mean, is it kind of an isolated condition like, wow, I'm really addicted to sugar. I should go see a doctor. Or is it kind of more like a, how, 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 how does this, how do you interface with that? Like when a, when a patient might be eating yeah, too much I, sugar? I think most, I mean, I think there's a lot of awareness that we're not supposed to have so much sugar. I mean, I think that's, you know, I was looking at some statistics, like American Heart Association has a lot about sugar, which is interesting because of the cardiovascular, you know, and they, um, some of their statistics show eight out of 10 people are aware that they should <laughs> decrease their sugar. So I think a lot of people do it on their own, you know, um, you know, and they're trying to do it. 
you know, I you you wouldn't need like a doctor's supervision most likely. I mean, the only place I could see that is if you do have diabetes and you're on medications that make your blood sugars go down and then all of a sudden you strip yourself of sugar, that could be a problem. Sure. If we're just talking about average Joe, you know, you could um, probably do it on your own. But everybody's a little bit different. I mean, I find some people, they're just like, I'm going to go cold turkey. I am cutting sugar out of my diet. (laughs) You know, that's it. That's how I'm doing it. And usually within about 10 to 14 days, you it's not like you're going to go through withdrawal, but you're going to have cravings, you know. Like any other addiction. Right. You're just going to be, you know, there's not going to be like with other withdrawals, you're not going to have that kind of thing. But you're going to be maybe a little crabby <laughs> and you're going to want it, you know. And some of it is that behavioral thing of um, it's two o'clock in the afternoon and I usually have my candy bar. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're going to have that. Um, or some of it is it's going to, you know, as your blood sugars regulate differently, you're going to feel a little differently. Um, with other people, it could be just deciding, okay, um, in my coffee, I have two tablespoons of sugar. Um, I'm going to do one. I'm going to do half of one, <laughs> you know, and every few days just... Kind of wean yourself Kind of wean right. yourself off. Because mm-hmm. the sugar... Is, Reminds me a lot of the salt thing, you know, like when people are cutting back salt, people, you know, food tastes really flat. And then when they get to the point where they're away from it, they're fine. Your taste buds adjust. And that's also what we're looking with sugar is your taste buds are adjusted to a lot of sweet. So when you're cutting it back, food's going to taste like, Hmm. you know, Um, you know, so just, you know, for example, for me, I, um, you know, I used to always eat milk chocolate. Now I'd eat very, very dark chocolate. And if I have milk chocolate, I'm like, Bleh. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm not putting people down for liking milk chocolate. It's just I've gotten adjusted to something that's way less sweet. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm used to now. So, um, but I didn't make that adjustment overnight. You know, I just started getting a little bit darker chocolate as I went along. So. Dug a little deeper. I dug a little deeper. Yes. Yeah. And so you're when, and that's kind of the advice that you give folks. Uh, yeah, I mean, see you and- yeah, yeah. I mean, when I talk to people, there's you know everybody's personalities are different, and you're going to get those people that are like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not eating sugar anymore, <laughs> and so you go with it, you know. And other people are kind of frightened. Like, because you're taking something away that they're used to, you know, so you want to be more gentle and say, well, you know, um, again, instead of that king size candy bar in the afternoon, can you do the regular size or can you do a fun sized, you know, look at decreasing amounts? Right. And are there foods that you kind of suggest to kind of replace them? You know, fruit is a natural sweet food. So what's the difference between that? There's sugar and fruit. Right. There's what's fructose. the difference between that sugar and the sugar in a candy bar? Well, one thing you have to remember, like, I'm talking a lot about, like, added sugar and food. So when you have fruit, it's the whole package. You know, they somebody didn't come, like, with a needle and push sugar. <laughs> into my pear. Yeah, into your pear. Right. 
it could happen, but you know, sure. they wouldn't do that. Where I'm talking about, um, you know, when you're having a Coke, you know, the Coke company is gonna put in, they're gonna pour all this high fructose corn syrup or whatever sugar they use into that product. Um, and, you know, not to, in label reading, if you look on a label, it'll tell you what the added sugar is in that food. And so you look under the carbohydrates and it'll say added sugar, and that's the actual sugar added that the manufacturer put into the food. Right. Um, is there a, a product that you were like really surprised, like, wow, they put sugar in this? Um, or don't, are you surprised by nothing anymore? <laughs> I'm still surprised every yeah. time I look at a label. Ketchup always kind of surprises me. Right? Um, uh -huh. Peanut butter? Yeah, depending so, on the peanut butter. Yep, uh -huh. um, peanut butter's not, I think peanut butter has more sugar than some people think. You know, we kind of pick on it, but it kind of depends on the peanut butter. Um, yeah, ketchup kind of surprised me. Some of the spaghetti sauces mm -hmm. do a little bit. Um, it always shocks me with drinks how much, because they use a special process to get more sugar into the drink. Like, you know, because if you and I put the amount of sugar, if we took water and put 19 teaspoons of sugar into water, which is how much is in a Mountain Dew, uh -huh. and we just shook it, it wouldn't dissolve. <laughs> right? So, you know, what, I, can, I don't know what the process is called, but they actually do a process to make it. Wow, that much more concentrated. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because like we would have trouble doing that at home. Huh. I can I, I right. Yeah. Wow. So, so it's I mean there I mean there's a conscious effort out there of like we want as yeah, much. Yeah, it's of becoming this. yeah, it's becoming a syrup. I mean they're huh. doing a syrup, you know, because you know, syrup is a more concentrated sweet. So what why what what why? Why why like I mean, I, I know you're not like a soda manufacturer or anything, yeah, but like, I mean, you know, like I think you know, because it is addictive, you know, we they they put a lot of salt and fat and sugar in processed foods because um, it tastes good and it makes you want, I shouldn't say it tastes good. It makes that, it makes you want to eat more. Mm -hmm. It like, delivers that dopamine. Right. It delivers that and, dopamine and it's like, I want more. Uh -huh. And um, especially high fructose corn syrup, what, a lot of what happened is when high fructose corn syrup came out, and it it's a that's a really cheap product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cane sugar is much more expensive, or mm -hmm. even beet sugar is more expensive. Mm -hmm. So it's super cheap, so you could put it in more stuff because it's a cheap ingredient. Yeah, and I mean, and people are buying it, and people are buying people it, buying it and using it. Yeah, uh. you know, it's because I'm always saying the manufacturers are not your friends; they're they're there. <laughs> to sell a product and make money. that That's what they're there for. Yeah, Good, they, bad, or otherwise, that's their purpose. If everybody was just buying pears, they'd be selling pears. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. So, you know, that's kind of where some of that, it's like we're giving people what they desire. Right. And, I, you know, a few years ago, there was that, um, like, sodas, like large size sodas. I think it was in New York State or City. Oh, yeah. They put they, an extra tax on them. Or something. Yeah. And, man, the I mean, people just freaked out. They're mm -hmm. like, what do you mean? I need this. Yeah, they did like a luxury tax. And, you know, and that's the other thing, too, is um, a large, you know, I'm in my 50s. 
a large soda back when I was a kid was much smaller than a large soda now, mm-hmm. you know, and so are it, just the amounts have gotten bigger, bigger. And, you know, we've talked about portion sizes before, but it's, you know, that portion is just getting so large. And cheaper. Or maybe not cheaper, but it sure isn't expensive. Well, it's kind of crazy when soda's cheaper than water. Right. If you buy bottled water, it's often more expensive than a soda. You know, so it's very, yeah, it's very twisted when you're looking at price. And and it's so easy to get, you know, if you stop at a wayside rest, you can pick up a soda. If you, you know, go to Walgreens, if you go to anywhere. I mean, like, you know, I'm not trying to say I'm like some righteous person, Mm -hmm. you know, like I don't, that's not something that I turn to, but a lot of people do. And that's kind of their thing. And, you know, like, whatever. Right, right. You know, if you're, you know, going down the freeway and it's getting late and you're getting tired and you pull in the wayside rest and get something with caffeine in it. Yeah. Most likely it's going to be a high sugar drink. Mm hmm. And so what, um, you know, as people are listening to this and maybe they're, you know, I'd like to think maybe they're like, hey, how much sugar do I, you know, and they're kind of evaluating it. What kind of advice would you give to someone like if they're kind of trying to you know, so, check their consumption and maybe do something about it? So if you're looking, you know, at some goals, so if we, okay, so if we look at the World Health Organization, their recommendation is less Ooh. than... <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. 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 You're. you're Sorry. Just, we'll you're, delete that. I'm glad you cracked yourself up. <laughs> so um, the World Health Organization, um, their recommendation recommendation is less than 25 grams of sugar per day. So one teaspoon of sugar has four grams. So we're looking at six to seven teaspoons per day. Um, if you look at um, what the American Heart Association recommends, it's women are less than six teaspoons a day, which is 24 grams, and men is nine, which is 36 grams. Um, but also keeping in mind, that's not just the sugar like you would put in the sugar bowl and put on your food. That's also reading labels and looking at how much sugar is in the food. Like getting back to like the ketchup and the spaghetti, like it seems right. to be working its way into a lot of places. And I'm guessing it's because it's kind of an inexpensive product. It gives people, it, there's a taste to it. Well, yeah, there's a taste. Oh. We um, Human beings like sweet and it actually, you know, sweet and bitter are one of the reasons we're still here because if something was bitter, it was probably poisonous, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we shouldn't eat it. And if it was sweet, that was probably a safe food to eat, mm-hmm. you know. So um, there's a reason we like it. Deep down. It, deep down. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, if we look in very, you know, just through time, that was a good sign that was something safe for you to eat. Mm-hmm. So somebody could, if they are, you know, like, hey, am I eating too much? They could kind of look to those regulations to maybe as a guide moving forward. Right. And how, what does somebody do? Like, what is that? You kind of touched on this a little bit, but like when somebody does kind of remove sugar from their diet, what are they experiencing? Like, how does that go for them and what do they feel or? Um, I, you know, a lot of times people at first do feel a little like a little low, (laughs) You know, just like, ugh, you know, I, that's gone. And then they start feeling pretty good, you know, of I, I don't feel so up and down. I don't have the sugar rush with this big insulin splurge and, you know, and coming, diving back down. You know, they feel more even. Hmm. 
you know, eventually. And the other thing is, again, comparing it to the salt issue is um, when you start getting rid of that sugar, um, other food's going to taste better. You know, so when you do have that pear or you have that orange, it's going to taste better because you've gotten all that really that desire for sweet away from you. So it's going to start other foods just going to be more flavorful. Mm -hmm. Kind of like find that gap that's being left. Right. Yeah. Mm. You know, because before it was probably like, that's not sweet enough. I like other, I like other, I like things really sweet. And then as you go along, it, it gets less. It sounds so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you like to discover food again. Yeah, it, it is, you know, and you can even, you know, compare it to somebody who quits smoking. You know, a lot of smokers will say, wow, food tastes so much better because their taste buds are improving. And like a year or two into their quitting, they like will smell a cigarette and they're just like, I can't believe I yeah. did that. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on the person. Yeah. Right. 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 So um, your taste buds do adjust. So it's not it's always thinking that this isn't permanent because human beings are incredibly adaptable. So it, it, your taste buds will adapt. And I, I'm going to guess from our other podcast, you're not going to say, like, everybody should eliminate all sugar from their diet. <laughs> right. I mean, that's not, I don't think that's the, that's not your approach. No, I mean, it could be, um, for some fo- people, it's going to be like, okay, I just want to have it when there's a party. You know, I'm still going to have the treats that are there, you know, and, or like when the holidays hit, I'm not going to worry about it the holidays, you know, it's you know, a temporary thing, you know, um, it could be that, or it can be just like, I'm just going to have that, that, that I want a little treat every day, mm-hmm. you know, um, I've got some patients who get like the, um, ice cream bars mm-hmm. because it's a real finite portion and they just want an ice cream bar each day. <laughs> I was going to say like, you know, is there anything better than an ice cream cone on a hot summer day? Right, right. You know, so, but also, um, let's say you go like Dairy Queen or something, they have the really large and then they have the minis, you know? So it's like, it's, so it's nobody saying don't, you can't ever have it, but think about it. You can just have the mini, mm-hmm. you know, that's an option. And so. after you've win, weaned yourself away from it, maybe you don't need that full on bam. Right. Or And also um, enjoying it and savoring it and eating it more slowly. Mm-hmm. Just really... You know, not rushing through it so you can enjoy it. And uh, you've kind of talked on this, like the fruit, but uh, are there other foods that maybe people could eat to kind of like cut down on that sugar craving? Um, Adding things like um, vanilla flavoring or almond flavoring um, can give you kind of more, a little bit of that, you know, um, make it more interesting. Um, Nuts or something else. Cinnamon. Mm. You know, doing... Uh, you know, I, I you know I think of like cinnamon and ginger is like what our flavors we are we associate with sweet. I'm thinking curry, right? Or, you yeah. know, like just something else to like kind of like right. You know, because you know, uh, you know um, we often get really used to salt and sugar and pepper being our flavorings, mm-hmm. and so looking at adding other flavors to make your food interesting. Yeah, uh, and what about? Um, 
like artificial sweeteners. How does that fit into this? Oh, they're all over the place. Um, I, I don't like. So what? Like, what is an example? Of um, okay, like, so like you've got, um, you know, we if we look at Splenda, that's sucralose. That's the yellow packet. Mm-hmm. And then we've got um, saccharin. Like a nu- NutraSweet, is that? Uh, NutraSweet would be aspartame. Okay. And that's the blue packet. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> saccharin is the pink packet. Mm-hmm. And stevia, um, which actually comes from a plant, is the green packet. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm always telling people, you know, you got pink and you got, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. Well, I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah, right. Because we got those uh, different colors. So... Definitely saccharin and um, aspartame and Splenda or sucralose. They're they're manufactured. They're made up. They're they're coming from a chemical and all this stuff. Stevia is from a plant, um, so that tends. You know, if somebody's asking me about like what's the most natural, I'd say well, like stevia. Now there's one made with monk fruit. You know, there's new ones coming out all the time. Um, that you might want to look at. So some of the problems with any kind of like, you know, what we call artificial, quote unquote, artificial sweeteners is they can still be what we call biologically addictive. (laughs) You know, like they're, you know, they still have that sweetness and they can still get that dopamine going a little bit because your body doesn't necessarily differentiate that this isn't sugar. So it can still kind of cause the drive. Mm and like anything, it's how much are you having? So, you know, if I have somebody that's drinking a cup of coffee in the morning and they put a little bit of Splenda in, I'm not too worried about that. But if you're doing seven diet sodas or, you know, you're just really drinking a lot, it can still cause other cravings. And they're also finding some of these actually change how um, the bacteria in our gut Huh. Yeah, but that's like like very beginning studies, you know, so we want to be careful of what we say with that. But it also is like, how, what are you doing with amounts? Sure. And, um, and what's also in- kind of interesting is when you even drink a non-calorie drink, it's still your insulin kind of starts kicking in because you're just simply um, eating something or drinking something. So you still, like your body is getting ready <laughs> and it'll start increasing your insulin levels. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. Here it comes. Uh-huh. We're getting ready. She, you know, she's consuming something. So let's get ready. And so what about a diet soda? You know, is that, I mean, is that still got Again, it's like it? amounts, you know, like, I, again, I'm not super concerned if somebody has like, oh, I, you know, I have a diet soda one every day, you know, it's like, okay, you know, it'd be nicer if you could do water, unsweetened tea or coffee, but you know, um, but there can be more negative effects when the amounts go way up. Mm-hmm. So it all, all like, it's I all mean, relative. Like if I had a ginger ale every day, it's not like the worst thing, but if I like had maybe four, right? Is it's like, as you were saying, it's the amount you're drinking. It's the amount you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that can even be true with like regular sodas if you're, you know, doing like they have the little mini cans, right? You know, oh, now. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I'm thinking, well, you know, if, if your weight can handle one of those every day, is that so horrible? You know, it's, you know, so again, it's just how much are you doing of it? Sure. And then have you seen, you know, if someone is to just kind of like they do drink a lot of soda? And they stop that. That's got a, what does that do? Like, does it help with weight gain? Yeah, I mean, um, 
Yeah, what are the like what are the side effects other than not no longer having sugar in your body? Right. What are you, some other um, good things that happen? You can see um, weight loss. I mean, I've seen people lose a lot of weight when they stuff their soda um, because it's a significant amount of calories. You know, one can of regular soda is about 150 calories in a can. So if we if we um, consume about an extra 100 calories each day for a year, we gain about 10 pounds. You know, if just with everything else being equal. So when you can get rid of that soda, and, and also it's like sweet lemonade, sweetened teas, you know, the list goes, you know, on and on. Energy drinks. So, yeah, we just happen to be kind of picking on soda, but any of those sugar-sweet it's, it's beverages. It's Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't mean easy. I mean, it's something we all understand. Right, now. right. But sugar-sweetened beverages in general, um, and that includes, um, like, uh, fruit punches, Sunny D, you know, all those kind of things. Um well, I mean, even like you can going through the orange juice section, like there's some that have sugar in it. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that, you know, when you do that, you could see weights go down. And when we're getting into the hard stuff, um, high sugar intake does um, affect the fats in your blood. And one in particular called triglycerides. They really, triglycerides tend to really increase with high sugar intake. So when you take that away, that's going to go down. And one thing we haven't touched upon, which I better so that I don't upset our dentists. Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, right. Is sugar intake, it's terrible for your teeth. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I mean, it's awful on your teeth. And, um, you know, and particularly when you're having all this um, sugary liquid, it's just surrounding your teeth. And if you can kind of think of that way, like it's attacking <laughs> Your yeah, teeth. Your teeth are soaking in sugar. They're soaking in sugar. Mm-hmm. And and then if you're eating um, sugary things that are sticky. Um, caramel. Caramel. Gummy bears. You know, just any of the, that, that sticky. Or if you're um, uh, putting uh, hard candies in your mouth and you're sucking on them, you're bathing your teeth in sugar. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, and I mean, I don't think it's a bad way to think about that way because, like you said, ugh. You know, I don't want to do that to my teeth. And just, you know, ask one of our dentists. They can probably spot a big um, soda drinker across from across the room. You know, it's it's really hard on your teeth. Mm. Um, so what uh, someone who maybe had this sugar addiction, what's it going to like to get away from it? Does it help their mood? You know, I don't know if this is something it, you can, it can. Or like, I mean, there's, like, e- there's even been some interesting studies done for people who are going through um, alcohol and drug recovery that they have more successful recovery when they don't do high sugar foods mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's, it's keeping dopamine levels more even. It's making them feel for more steady um, it decreases cravings, um, you know, and it's interesting because um, often when people are especially getting away from alcohol, they tend to go towards sugar. That's not unusual. But if you look at the actual studies out there, people are more successful when they don't. So well, it's just kind of re- in a way replacing one thing with another. <laughs> It is. I mean, yeah, Kinda. it is. I mean, it's that there's craving. Different, like, I don't want to yeah. say they're the same they're, thing. Yeah, right. They're all. not the same. But it is interesting that it can make cravings worse hmm. when you are when you go towards the high sugar. You know, because it's like we think of 
like it's a cliche that you have donuts at the AA meeting, you know, and and um, so it's not unusual to associate those things with recovery, but they're actually the recovery is improved without it. Well, what an opportunity. I mean, if you're, you know, if you have a problem with addiction, you know, like it's kind of nice maybe like to find like other things to like, if you're bettering this, why not better everything? Right. And it's, you know, and like anything. If you can. If you, yeah. You know, if it's you like all that one step at a time. Maybe at first you're going to do it because that's what gets you through. And then with time, it's like starting to make different or better food choices, you know, so you get away from that. And, you know, and that, that can be like, not at first, maybe you're not going to worry about it, but move on for long-term success. Mm-hmm. So, but it definitely contributes to it. Um, what else? You brought a whole stack of paper. <laughs> I wanted to be prepared. Anything else you want to touch on? Um, so one thing we haven't talked about is quote unquote natural sugars, which would be like, we can talk about honey and maple syrup and maple syrup can be very sacred in our area. It is, right? (laughs) Yeah. And, um, but it's still, they're sugars, Uh you know? So yeah, maybe you'll use a touch and I'm not saying you can't have any and you shouldn't use it and you know, all that kind of stuff. But if you overdo it, you are getting sugar. Be aware. Be aware Mm -hmm. that you're going to get a lot. Um, Some advantages of like, particularly honey and maple syrup is they have a very strong flavor, you know, so we, you don't tend to need as much, you know, you know, so if you put like honey in your tea, it's a pretty strong, you know, flavor to it. So, well, and maybe to use your example from before, if I put 17 teaspoons of maple syrup in my coffee, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, come on. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So, you know, so if we like, let, let's say we use that recommendation of less than six, six teaspoons of sugar or less per day. Well, maybe one of your teaspoons will be your honey or it will be a little bit of maple syrup or, you know, um, maybe you make a soup with maple syrup in it, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not saying it's evil, but it's still sugar. It's, you, you don't get it. There's not a it's not, it's not a free pass. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> well, and just looking historically, honey and um, maple syrup were precious and they were... Hard to come by. Hard to come by. And, that, and that's why they were such a treat. Oh, huh. You know, so you didn't use it like every day and you didn't... It was like, wow, this is a big treat. A little went a long way. A little went a long way. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. Yeah. And same thing with sugar in general, that they're all that way, but... Yeah. And um, the I I don't want to say I get fooled, but I wonder about like the, I see the package called sugar in the raw or raw sugar. <laughs> I'm glad you got that up. Yeah. I mean, they're all it's all sugar. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, it might be manufactured differently. But or it's have in a, a di- brown package. <laughs> it looks natural. Well, it does, I mean, I, I mean, I'm full, like, oh, I'll use this. Yeah, this we're all sucked in. Um, you know, um, and there's like, I never say this right, the turbino sugar, I think it's called turbino. It, it, yeah, you know, so there's just all these different ones. It's sugar. Mm-hmm, right. You know, and um, and like anything, sugar can be political, you know, is it, you know, um, fair trade? Is it, you know, there's all, you know, you can get, you can go on and on and on. But if we're just looking at from a nutritional point of view, it's sugar, mm-hmm. you know, and it's going to affect you. Mm. Um, 
what else? I see you like looking through your sheets there. I, uh, anything else? Well, I, yeah, we just, you know, already kind of, you know, talked about, you know, the cravings and how it affects your health and, you know, and if it's, it can be, the other thing is looking at that sugars, especially if we're looking at drinks, is can be very um, connected to caffeine. Mm-hmm. So when I have um, patients that are saying, you know, they really want to decrease their Mountain Dew habit or their Coke habit or whatever, um, you know, we talk, I always look at them and I'm like, okay, you're, this is also caffeine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> which, mm-hmm. which is a legitimate withdrawal. <laughs> and you're going to feel crappy, you know, so we either have to, then that's where you want to look at, let's just decrease one can per day over, you know, a long period of time, or what's going to be your other caffeine source? You know, are you a coffee drinker? You know, um, do you drink tea or whatever? But that's, if, if somebody's getting really serious about it, they have to see the caffeine connection mm-hmm. because they are not going to feel good. <laughs> right, right. So take care of, yeah, that. Right. Take care of one. Yeah, right. Just And that's fun. Like, not funny, but I find that interesting that you would kind of like almost prescribe coffee <laughs> as a, I know my addictions. Right, right. That's, yeah. That's my favorite one. Yeah, right. You know, so, yeah. So it, that we just, I want people to be successful. So, I, you know, so I don't want them to like just cut, cut all this out. And then it's like, oh, I feel horrible. You know, I'm getting migraines. I'm, you know. Which reminds me of our prior conversation where you said, you know, you like to meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that is a wonderful example of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You definitely. And I have folks that have really cut back like on their soda and they're down to one and they're never going to give that one up. But at least they're not doing six anymore per day. And, you know, and then that's their thing, you know, it's like that little moment, like, I don't. Yeah, it's not the worst. Yeah, it's like my, you know, like I have some folks have their little ice cream bar at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mine's coffee. I just, <laughs> I love it. I just love it. That's okay. You can like coffee. I yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah. how does um, I got another just uh, you know, like you talked about our dentist, uh, our <laughs> how like some of our family physicians here. How do you work with them, with people who are working with sugar? Um, it's Usually it's not like specifically sugar. It'll be more like this patient's trying to lose weight or, you know, they're trying to get their blood sugars under better control or, you know, it's usually tied into something else. And then, um, you know, I'll be talking to the person and it's finding out, oh, yeah, you have a pretty big sugar intake mm-hmm. and how are we, you know... You know, I always kind of say to him, you know, the biggest bang for your buck is going to be cutting back the sugar stuff, you know. Um, but ultimately, it's the person's decision of which direction they want to go in. I can tell them this is the low-hanging fruit. Is it something you're willing to work on? Mm-hmm. And... Um one, uh, another thing, so let's say someone is addicted to sugar. They don't, you know, do anything about it. You already kind of like heart disease and mm-hmm. like how does that like if 
What about diabetes? I mean, we touched on it a little bit, but is that a, a big fear? Or? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if somebody has diabetes, I'm going to strongly encourage them, you know, to cut back the sugar and try to figure out what we can do with that. And normally, you know, that most people, they're willing to make different, you know, the one of the night neat advantages of diabetes is people are, blood, you know, checking their blood sugars. They're getting feedback right mm-hmm. away. You they know. know. Yeah, they know. You know, when I cut this out or change this or decrease my portions, my blood sugars go down. Mm-hmm. And most people feel better when their blood sugars are better. You know, so that that's what's kind of interesting with the checking blood sugars. There's that advantage. Um, and some people just simply feel better. Um, and they're, you know, and they just, that's the benefit. I, again, saw, talked to somebody this morning and she's made incredible changes. And I said, you know, how do you feel? And she says, I feel so much better. And that's her reward. Mm-hmm. You know, so. right. It's, you know, like when you quit smoking, it's like, wow, I can walk up these stairs. No problem. <laughs> right. You know, you're like, there's like, they're not the instant results. Right. You got to put a little time in it. And, yeah, and it's down so. the road. Might be rough at first, but it's going to improve. Sure. Well, uh, Rebecca Crum Johnson, thank you so much for being here doing this again. You're welcome. Jim. I do have one last question. Oh, no. What is it? What's in your car now? <laughs> What's in my What's car now? in your car? So a year ago, I talked to you, and I had my skis in my car, and I don't have my skis in my car right now because um, it's too so icy. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is. Um, I don't have very much in my car right now. Oh, I have my backup winter clothes that my husband always makes me put in. <laughs> well, I know you travel a bit. You go to some of our different clinics. Right. So you're on the road a little bit. So not that, not that I'm criticizing him because it means, you know. <laughs> cares um but i have my boots and my extra hat and mittens and my extra blanket is in there so safety first and and i have extra uh windshield wiper fluid going through a lot of that right now yeah good idea um well thanks again it's really good to see you thank you for doing this oh you're welcome jeremy good to see you it's always so good to talk to rebecca crumb johnson If you are considering your sugar consumption and would like to look at the World Health Organization's recommendations, I'll put the link in today's show notes. North Lakes Community Clinic is a community health center with locations throughout the northern part of Wisconsin. Our mission is to respond to the healthcare needs of our communities with an integrated array of quality services and actively remove barriers to wellness. I'm Jeremy Oswald and I'm a marketing and communications specialist who knows how to turn the knobs. So I'm lucky enough to have these conversations with some of our great providers here at North Lakes. Do me a favor, and as soon as the music is over, give the North Lakes podcast a review. It helps other people find this information that I hope you find valuable. Thank you, and thanks for listening.